0: Pod, um, I got a couple topics today to cover, but overall, um, this is gonna be probably uh, it might be a longer episode. I actually don't know. I couldn't tell you, because I have some stuff that I'm gonna talk about in depthly about, but and stuff that I'm just gonna ramble about as I do. Um, this is kind of the the pre trade deadline podcast. We're gonna you know see what moves are gonna be made. And we're we're trying to feel right now what moves are going to be made if any moves are going to be made. I'm still someone that believes that it's going to be a whole lot of smoke and mirrors. and Nothing's going to happen. I said that in an earlier podcasts. I still believe it. Reports like Woj <laughs> excuse me, Woj said that there could be up to sixteen trades made. Whatever, man. Prove me wrong. I hope the NBA proves me wrong. So I have content. You know, whatever. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, he's been playing well lately. The Hawks have been playing well lately. Actually, the first thing I will end up covering is the Celtics, just to get it over with. LeBron, Lamelo injury, and then marketing young players, and why that is so important for the league, like so vital for the league. Um, about the Celtics, we're back under five hundred with the eight seed right now. And we just stopped, right um, actually the rest- restart the podcast because something happened, and I was saying that that it seems like every night there's something wrong with us. There's a new thing wrong with us. Either our shots aren't falling. Our offensive sets look disgusting. Jalen and Jason are both taking stupid-ass shots. And Brad is holding them accountable. Or, you know, our defensive rotations are bad. Robert Williams has 4,004 minutes because he's block-happy tonight. You know?
1: It doesn't seem like there's anything,
0: you know, really. one thing that we can look at and we can plug that hole and suddenly we are again contending for the Eastern Conference crown. You know? Um, when I had my rant in the other podcast, I ended up deleting. It. I talked about how so. Is the four players, like outside of four players, this roster is hot ass. And when one of your four best players is always out or, per, or has been out, you're like, you are not in good shape, man. Fifty two. Just got back <sighs> from the calf injury. Fifty two craft craft calf injury sorry um, been in and out of the lineup he didn't start this season he isn't playing back to backs Jason got the virus I'm pretty sure did he get the virus again I think he might have hold on because he was out against Memphis the Memphis game I watched and I just didn't know why Get out there. What? Anyway, I guess I guess Jason Tatum's a little sick. Jb's the only one that's been consistently healthy. So when you have a ra- roster that is four men deep, huge. falls on Danny Inge's shoulders. like hugely falls on Danny Inge's shoulders. I still don't know why we gave Tristan Thompson nine million dollars a year. That's crazy. But that that is neither here nor there. What I'm trying to say is that the Celtics are. They just suck. They're not good enough. They aren't. They, we, our roster's terrible. It's just not good. And, you know, hopefully we'll make moves at the deadline. We better, if we do not make a move at this deadline, just one move. Just use the trade exception. See what that gets us. Because get all of those things out of here. I don't want more first-round picks that we're just going to waste on young guys that never get an opportunity. That's not fair to them, and it's not fair to us. Get rid of the trade exception, or I. I so help me God if Danny Ainge doesn't use this trade exception, I'm going to murder him myself. And get out of here, please. He's a talented young guy, but he has no basketball IQ. He is a foul machine. He gave us great minutes in the Raptors series. He did. He was hitting his shots. For the most part. What I'm trying to say is that here anymore. Thank you. Celtics just have a lot of problems, and I would love to focus on
1: the team as a whole
0: rather than trying to get this one specific need, because there are a lot of needs. i will be really upset if we don't, but here to talk about Wiggins now. We are here to talk about Andrew Wiggins because this man has played really really well as of recently up over his last um last five games and they won so they won 3 out of 5 of these games right can you tell yeah 1 three out of 5 games we can tied 28 oh my god hold up my man's had 28 points 3 rebounds 2 assists 3 steals and Turnovers, not three blocks, so three turnovers. Um, he had 15 points, one rebound, three assists, 17-5-5, 40-6, 48-4, and then 29-2. And, and in the 40-point game, he had four steals, too. Like he, has been, he has been getting better this season, and I don't think he's getting hmm. Deserves, right? I'm I'm someone who has slandered Andrew Wiggins all the way. All the way I've slandered Andrew Wiggins. But he's shooting better than, than Lee. He's shooting 38% on five attempts. He is contributing to a very good, uh, not a very good, but a, a, a respectable NBA team. <clears throat> and as of right now, a winning NBA team. As they still over 500. The Warriors. You know, they're a playoff team right now. They'll be in the playing game. But also, he's playing defense. Andrew deserves to get a little bit more recognition than I think the mainstream media has been giving him, and even social media has really been giving him, just because he isn't what we expected him to be. He's a bust by comparison in the sense that he was Maple Jordan, you know, coming out of high school, coming out of, eh, going into the draft. He was Maple Jordan. You know, he was supposed to be that that next guy up is unfortunate, but Wiggins overall I think has played really well lately, and you know, it's it's good to see players get into a correct environment and and thrive, you know. Uh, next up we're going to talk about is the Hawks. So the Hawks were fired, whoever their coach was, I completely forgot who their coach was. They hired Nate McMillan, right? Who I initially liked the hire because Nate McMillan's way more of a defensive minded coach. I felt like he would iron out some things with Trey Young that seems to be affecting a locker room, like he would hold Trey accountable. And I also think that he was just kind of like that stable coach that they needed. You know, you're not taking a risk on a young coach. You're not trying to teach an old dog new tricks. You're just getting a consistently good NBA coach. It's okay. Right? Like, Nate McMillan did that. They hired Nate McMillan, and they rattled off eight straight wins. Now, this is hilarious because I knew I was going to talk about this on the podcast. I had to address it, but I haven't watched any Hawks games, so I couldn't tell you why the Hawks are getting right now. I can't tell you. Is it just because they're finally getting healthy, and they're really starting to mesh together? That could totally be it, man. That really could be it. Is it because of Nate McMillan? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't watched any Hawks games this year, because I personally hate watching Trey Young play. Excuse me. I want to turn on the Hawks at the Clippers. I so Hawks fans have been going wild on Twitter lately. They've been going wild on Twitter lately because Trey Young didn't get an All Star spot, and 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 they, been Trey Young's playing really well. So well, Hawks fans have been going wild on Twitter. So it's funny because I knew they were up. I knew they had won eight straight. Um, I wrote down in my notes that the Hawks were on an upward trend. In my head, I was like, I have to watch at least one Hawks game to try and figure out what they're doing better. I tweeting out, Hawks fans better enjoy this while it lasts. And I thought, I, I, as like a third party, if I remove myself from the situation, that is hilarious to me. That on my Twitter, I was like, I was kind of like, man, fuck the Hawks. And now on the podcast, I'm supposed to like praise them and be great and be like, this is why they're doing great. I think that's really funny, but that's regardless. I go to watch this Hawks game, right? Because they've won a straight, and you talk about them on the podcast. And they're up 20 on the Clippers. They're up 20 on the Clippers. And I was like, holy shit, man. This Hawks team might be for real. This Hawks team might be legit. And Luke Kennard said, Hold my beer. And he came in and he was lighting it up. I remember he hit two shots in the in the third quarter back to back. I was like playing two k with the boys too, so I'm not fully paying attention, but I see him hit two shots back to back in the third quarter. And I'm like, damn. I, it's like a it's like a thirteen point game. And then I see him hit a half court shot. He hit a half court shot. And it's now a ten point game. And I was like, hey, okay, Luke and Art, I see you, bro. What's up? What's up with it? And then i we watched the 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 Hawks just blow this lead. Kawhi hit that one shot, and I st- was like, "Damn, bro, Tyrese Maxey. He either he had a block and a dunk. I'm pretty sure that were both like big momentum shifts. He was awesome. It was a really fun game to watch, but it was just ironic to me, you know, that the second this happened with the Jazz, right? I endorse the Jazz, and they slow down. I go to write down and talk about the Hawks, and then. Get the clippers. I think that's fine. Maybe, hey, if it happens a third time, if I predict, if I write something down, and then it starts to go downhill, it happens a third time. There might be a curse, man. There might be a curse. Um, speaking of curses, speaking of bad things, LeBron got hurt. Now to tell this story. I was going to the courts to play basketball with my friends, and I was there with my friend Dominic right? Me and Dominic, the only ones there, we got there early, whatever, we were just shooting around. Dominic goes, hey, you see Brown's injury? And I was like, what? I was like, LeBron did not get injured. Dominic's someone who will just troll, like, for fun, like, to make, to make himself laugh. And so I was like, man, you troll him. Like, shut up. LeBron did not get hurt. And then he was like, LeBron just did get hurt, but okay, don't believe me. And so then we ran a, call, we ran, we ran a game, I think, and then I went on my phone, I went on Twitter, and I saw that LeBron got hurt, and I was like, yo, what? LeBron got hurt? And Donovan was like, I told you, idiot. It's just – and I, I, I tell that story because I think that's a really good way to sum up how LeBron is perceived by everyone. That's just this Ironman. LeBron doesn't get hurt. LeBron don't get hurt. The hell? But he's and now had injuries in two of the last three years. Granted, the groin injury was different because the groin injury, there wasn't – it was kind of like an off of the out-of-play injury where he just got hurt. Sprain, like he just got rolled up on he literally just got rolled up on that happens he hit a three after he walked off on his own power I'm not worried about LeBron you know I'm not worried about his health but I just thought that's a, a little bit of a funny story because you know that's our perception of LeBron is this guy who never gets hurt but this is an interesting um you know it's it's a thought, thought-provoking situation because how far are the Lakers gonna fall because right now they're three and a half games out of um, first place, but they're also three and a half games. Mm. They're four and a half games out of like the seventh seed, right? So they could rise or fall quickly. And this is the where every win matters. You know? It's not a crazy idea to think that the Lakers might be a six or seven seed this year, man. Because if AD comes back, unless AD starts playing like he did in New Orleans, which he hasn't done in like a year and a half, two years, I don't think the Lakers are going to be a lot better. I mean, obviously, they'll be marginally better with Anthony Davis, but I don't think they're going to suddenly, you know, go on a uh, five game win streak with just Anthony Davis. I don't think that's going to happen. But we'll have to see. Repercussions injury that is unfortunate nonetheless, but may not have as much repercussions is Lamello's injury, right? Obviously, if you're a Hornets fan, this is going to have huge repercussions. You guys definitely aren't making the playoffs now. I'd be shocked if you did. Okay. Game, but I don't know if they make the playoffs. Yes, I think Gordon Hayward will end up getting a bigger role. Hopefully, Devontae Graham can turn his season around. But it just sucks because LaMelo is really fun to watch. LaMelo is someone that I really enjoyed watching. LaMelo's the reason I'm watching these, you know, Hornets games, man. No other reason. Don't get it twisted. But it just sucks for the Hornets It sucks for the entire NBA. We really want to see LaMelo play. And there's a good chance. There's I that my money that he wins out of the seventy games. You know, his he was only going on an upward trend after starting. I only see, you know, good things for him in his future, but we will have to, you know, kind of and see what happens. Um, hopefully I think I think he will win rookie of the year. I would love my guy to Tyrese Halliburton to win rookie of the year I love Anthony Edwards to win rookie of the year, but I think it's gonna be Lomelo. Lomelo was my pick going into the season to the last topic of the pod this is more of the ranty portion even though my podcast is literally one giant rant marketing young players marketing young players in the nba because i saw an interesting it was either an instagram thread or a twitter thread that was like lebron's gonna retire one day man it's gonna retire one day who the hell are we gonna market who the hell is gonna drum up business for the nba who the hell is gonna you know, you're gonna you're gonna see a game on some a casual fan's gonna see a game on, and go, oh, I want to watch that player. You know, before it was, oh, oh, the Cavs are bland. Let's go watch LeBron. You know, where is that going to be in this next generation? And that's why I think people clown Bleacher Report for posting Lamelo and posting Luca and and. Literally shakes LeBron's hand. Like they they need to. They need to. The NBA needs to market these young players. If we don't market the young players, we are screwed once LeBron retires. LeBron will retire one day. You know, we, we need these young players. And I think that's why, you know, the narrative on Luca was pushed so hard because we are waiting for the next guy up. We're waiting for the next guy up. And it's just not gonna happen. It hasn't happened so far. And I think people are starting to get nervous that it won't happen. NBA finds this this new golden boy because if they don't they're kind of screwed in 5 years you know because they need that guy to market as the face of the league cuz lebron will retire one day and he will so we need that guy to replace not replace him cuz you don't replace lebron but be next up be next up Be that generation of talent that draws people in but it, the problem is right when LeBron, LeBron drew so much attention to the league because every, he was already a household name in high school. And Zion kind of was that. And Luka kind of has been that, but, but we haven't had that guy that has just come in and really, really done it. Zion was the most hyped prospect since LeBron. But he hasn't the attention. That LeBron did. Like you could say, oh well, he's in New Orleans. LeBron went to Cleveland, man. LeBron went to fucking Cleveland and he drew in NBA fans. Maybe it's because they have two very different games. And that is probably what it is. LeBron's game is flashy, man. It's fun. His uber athleticism, his ball handling. The way he gets some disrespectful step back threes. LeBron's game is fun to watch. Zion's game is not that That fun to watch. it's, It's Watching as an NBA, as a person who plays basketball, I can appreciate that, but it's not really fun to watch. Volleyball is not that fun to watch. And so, it's very—it's it's, going to be interesting to see if that next guy comes, because right now I don't think know. there's any golden boy yet in the NBA. That's that's supposed to be next up. Luca definitely has a candidacy. Giannis has a candidacy. Zion has a candidacy. I don't know if any of them. I just don't see any of them Even Luca. I believe he's gonna be a great player in this league. I would I would be surprised just if he met the expectations that have been set for him. Multiple MVP awards, multiple championships, winning in Dallas. I would be shocked if he meets the expectations that we have set on him. Is one of those few guys that you set heavy expectations on him and he meets them. You know, he is one of those few guys that has done that. So it's very important that the NBA try to market their young players and try and, try and get these guys in the spotlight. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this pod. A bit of a shorter pod. Kind of wanted to force one out, not force one out, but get one out before the trade deadline happened so that I had some content out there. I had my notes sheet cleared for the trade deadline and we'll see if anything. Big happens, hopefully something does. If it doesn't, if Danny Ainge does nothing, I will be here ranting about him. So stay tuned for that. But thank you so much for listening. Like it, rate it, y'all know. Tweet at me at the three D podcast. Any questions, any comments, any concerns. And uh thank you. Peace.